Hi, everyone. It's Evelyn. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast episode. I am going to be talking to you today about the art of clarification. And the inspiration behind this episode today is just a series of different items uh, that are happening in my life. Um, I'm attending a class right now on leadership and uh, I have really found insightful the art of clarification throughout the process of this course. And in doing so, I have, you know, just, it's not something that we're learning about. It's just things that I thought that I knew things that I thought that I was verse in or that I could teach others to do. I found through this art of clarification process with, uh, you know, constructive feedback and things of that nature that I thought that I knew the story, but I didn't see it for the entire picture. And that is something that I am learning about myself as I go is that some of the Uh, downfalls that I've experienced along the way have been thinking that I know the full story, thinking that I know the full answer to something when there's actually, you know, a little glimmer of something that I didn't realize or something that is behind it all that is the 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 history of where it came from and how it became what it what it is and you know you can look at something on the surface and you could think that you know but then when you kind of dig down a little bit deeper you find out the aha moments that come from those items and you know I was just talking about the interview that I did with Keely uh, you know uh, with uh, the the person at the the nail place actually uh, and you know how I'd been fr- I've been friends with her for several years uh, probably 10 plus years at this point mm-hmm. and you know just thinking in all the conversations that we've ever had and all the times we've ever hung out and how much we care for each other uh, you know, no, thinking that I knew the origin of everything that makes her think the way that she does and the way that she acts the way that she does and, and what makes her such a wonderful person and such an inspiration to so many different people. But when I sat there and I interviewed her, I found out so many sentimental things about her life and so many causes and effects of the reason uh, she is the person that she is and so unique and so, so wonderful. And I am captivated by things like that. And it doesn't just happen with Keely, of course, I'm using her as an example because of the interview that I conducted on this podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, I definitely suggest going back and listening to it. It was a pivotal moment and I know that our friendship, uh, but it was also an incredibly inspiring and motivating story uh, that she told. And it was it was really wonderful that she had the courage to get on here on this platform and let everybody know about her roots like that. But I am so blessed because I have a lot of friends that have had backgrounds that were, you know, not the the funnest ride to go on. And learning from their stories and listening to them discuss, you know, their trials and their tribulations and what they were thinking whenever this was happening or that was happening has defined so many of the tightest, most uh, truest friendships that I have in my lifetime to this day. I um, have a deep respect for that clarification. And when I reflect back on that and, you know, in the process of taking this class and learning how it affects me professionally, 
you know, from being a leader and, you know, how you can see something through one lens and it seems one way, but then you can look at it from a different perspective and see it in a totally different way. And the clarification is the line that separates those two lenses, right? So that is why I chose the topic for today. And I'm going to be talking about, you know, different ways to provide effective feedback, Um, And this is from, you know, whether you're in one person to another or you are at work and you're trying to talk to people that you're working with, maybe someone doesn't understand the way that you speak and it could just be the way that you speak. It could be, you know, the perspective from their platform right? Everybody in their brain has their own platform. And, you know, everybody has their own learning style, right? Some people are more visual, some people uh, really uh, get deep with vocabulary words. And, you know, it's just a a ball of yarn, right? So we're going to break down some clarifications, ways on giving effective feedback. And it's more for me to learn about the feedback part. uh, Just because in so many areas of my life, I am held to the accountability aspect of, you know, clarification and feedback and being clear on what I need and, you know, what I see or how I feel. And uh, that's part of the journey, right? So uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I I talk twice a week on different things that I'm trying to learn, uh, ways to be my best self. And I'm taking everybody on this journey with me because as a New Year's resolution a couple years ago, I decided to jump in and not only, you know, do the the, the best and, and, and think the life importance over the matter uh, is the priority and keep pushing forward with it financially, uh, mentally, you know, the human being in me, uh, just trying to uh, conquer the risks and f- face the fears and have the faith and, you know, examine, you know, all of the spiritual avenues that could be out there and, and read and learn and, and, you know, just take in the lessons from other people and, you know, learn about other people's lives and cultures. It's just been an incredible journey so far. And I'm excited to share it with you. Definitely suggest that you check out season one. Uh, it's, uh, you know, located uh, on the anchor platform. And uh, there's a ton of episodes. So Uh, At any rate, uh, usually within the first 10 minutes of every episode, I'll go ahead and I'll go to the break that Anchor requires us to take, which is fine because it allows you to kind of center yourself, get somewhere comfortable, uh, kind of get yourself in the headspace. Maybe you're a note taker and you want to take some notes on some of the stuff we're going over today. Uh, you know, and maybe you just want to shoot the bull. Maybe you're, you're listening to this with a couple different people and you want to shoot the bull about it. Um, it's a really great platform to be able to pause and say, you know, I wonder what's coming up next if you're listening to the break. But at any rate, I like to get it out of the way early so that we can really focus in. And then I try to keep it around 30, 35 minutes for those listeners of mine that are listening while they're at work Or maybe you're in a short car ride to go somewhere, or maybe you're trying to catch up on the episodes and you don't feel like listening for an hour. Sometimes I get away from myself and I get really passionate about what I'm talking about. And next thing you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour later. Um, But you know what? Some of those longer episodes, believe it or not, are some of my highest rated demographical episodes. So um, it all depends on how much time you have and what you're looking for. But um, today in providing effective feedback. It should be pretty interesting uh, where we go with it. So um, stay tuned and I'll be back after this break. 
Thank you so much for staying with me through the break. This is Evelyn again, and I'm talking to you about the art of clarification or feeding back today, right? Because that's what they call it whenever you um, are are talking, you know, back to a person about something that you're trying to understand, right? You're 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 giving them feedback, right? And so I, uh, you know, kind of tongue in cheek called this episode feeding back. Um, but in actuality, it's very important and vital to everything that we do every day, right? Especially if you're involved in any type of job where you have to communicate with people, clarity is of the essence, right? And I, I thought again, that I knew everything that there was about being, you know, clear about, uh, what my feelings were about things, how I wanted things done, or how I felt things should be done as far as what my responsibilities are and where they lie. And I found out through this leadership class that I'm currently taking that there is a lot that can be, you know, portrayed in the world of feedback. There can be a lot of roads that are traveled when it comes to how you're taking uh, the perception of a message, you know, and using it as a lesson for yourself or for others. And so today, we're going to be talking about 20 ways to provide effective feedback. And I'm learning along with you. It's not something that I'm learning in the leadership class. It was just a light bulb that went off as we were going through some of the skill sets. As I was thinking about the different lenses, right? And I, I refer to the lenses often because it's the best way that I can describe, um, you know, the different perceptions that people can have depending on so many different things. It could be where you came from or where you believe that you're going or what kind of personality that you have. Maybe you're always driven and you're already you're already motivated and you're inspired a lot. Or maybe you're a hyperactive personality. Or maybe you are one of those people who really need a lot of push or Perhaps you're one of those people who make mountains out of molehills. You know, you make big deals out of things that are really supposed to be small and not really to be worried about, but you worry about everything, you know, and and that's a possibility too. Um, clarification is key. Effective feedback is key. You will be able to process these items a little bit more granularly and you'll be able to understand them a little bit more efficiently which will help you handle how to segue different items in your life or at least that is the goal that I'm trying to get to with this okay so I'll get started number one is feedback should be educative in nature which I completely agree with providing feedback means giving people an explanation of what they're doing correctly and incorrectly. However, the focus of the feedback should be based essentially on what the people are doing right. It's most productive to a person's learning when they're provided with an explanation and an example as to what accurate and inaccurate is about their work. I I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, A lot of times when I'm breaking things down, I try to give a justification of why that wrong answer or why that wrong way is not conducive to the answer that we're trying to come to. And a lot of times I can actually see the light bulb going off when I'm, when I'm explaining that to others. For me, I I am a cause and effect kind of person. If you take this road, this is what's going to happen. If you do not take this road, this is what could happen. And then I like to reflect back on that. And that's, that's my learning style for that part. Number two, feedback should be given in a timely manner. I also agree with that. When feedback is given immediately after 
showing proof of the learning that's taking place. People respond positively and remember the experience about what is being learned in a confident manner. If we wait too long to give feedback, the moment is lost and the person may not connect the feedback with the action. And I think that that's just, you know, the basic form of psychology 101, you know, uh, if you do something at the time of, I think that our hearts start going, you know, uh, when uh, we're in the midst of a situation, if you have the conversation that you're looking to have in the midst of that passion, in the midst of that moment, it has a greater impact than if you wait until it's over. I think that it doesn't just fall under a clarification guideline. I think that that falls under just a human standard guideline. Like if you're looking to, unless it's anger. Okay, if you're if you're trying to clarify something out of anger, then those of you who've listened to this podcast in the past know that I'm a big fan of just walking away, taking a breather. I I tell my team if it's if it's an email, if it's a chat, if it's something like that, minimize it, take a walk, you know, go away from it for a while, get some sun on your face. Believe it or not, there's vitamins and sunshine. There is, you know, a whole lot of ways to get your mind off something. And nine times out of 10, you feel completely different about that item when you come back to it. And I feel the same way about heated conversations, heated opinions, you know, even your opinions, it sounds crazy, could change if you leave and go for a walk or you leave a situation and you let some dust settle and then you wake up the next day and you look at it through a different lens or you come back a couple hours later and you reread that email or you reread that chat. You feel completely different than you did when you initially wrote it because when you're angry, you write stuff and you talk about things out of a different place and it's not always how you feel from a calm perspective. So advice, ad, ad, advisement, I uh, highly suggest whenever you have something that gets you in that moment, that if it's anger, you walk away from it for a while. And that's, you know, that's speaking if you can walk away from it. Um, just let it rest for a little bit. But if it's not anger and it's simply having, you know, a conversation about something or learning about something or something like that, then in the moment, whenever it is, you know, polite to say so, definitely ask for clarification in that moment because it's going to make for a more captivating conversation, number one. Number two, it's going to be on topic with what is being currently discussed, which is going to seem so much more par for the course than if you wait 20 minutes after the conversation is over and then ask a question about it and spark up the conversation all over again. It doesn't make sense. Catch it in the heat of the moment unless it's an argument or anything negative. If it's negative, walk away. If it's positive, then I highly suggest staying in that circle of communication 100%. Number three, be sensitive to the individual needs of the person. It is vital that we take into consideration that each person's individual individuality when giving feedback. The world is full of diverse learners. Some people need to be nudged to achieve at a higher level and others need to be handled very gently so as not to discourage learning and damage self-esteem. A balance between not wanting to hurt a person's feelings and providing proper encouragement is essential. I agree with that. You know, people range in sensitivity and some people you could just look at them a certain way and they feel that they're being attacked or, you know, and then some people you can come right have you can have an all out full blown 
argument with them and then two seconds later be cool and be you know chatting elbows over it you know and it, you know personalities range strength ranges thick skin ranges and it's super important that you're cognizant of that when you're giving this information and that you're taking with a grain of salt those who are speaking to you outside of that information if you're one of those sensitive people understand that nobody else can understand what you're seeing right because you're seeing it from a different lens if you're highly sensitive if you're not sensitive and you're one of those thick-skinned people right and somebody's coming at you from a place of let's throw down verbally and let's see if you're you're able to keep up with me then obviously you're, you're, they don't know the mental spot that you're coming from. I mean, of course, unless they, they roll in your circles and they know you from that, you know, cognizance of the person that you're talking to or the people that are talking to you is of the key. And I agree with that as well. And I'm going to keep that in mind also, because, you know, I get myself into situations occasionally where I have to bring up one instance, but I have to make out like it is covering everybody. So not one person gets offended. Uh, if I'm trying to relay a message of something that I'm looking for in a group atmosphere. And so every once in a while, I'll get that one person who will come to me and say, you were talking about me, weren't you? And it's usually the person that I was not talking about. It's just the person that was most sensitive in the group, right? So out of everybody, even though I wasn't talking about that person, you know, it's always the the same people who think that I'm targeting them when I'm not. And it's always the people that I'm actually targeting that are out one ear and out the other, you know, because they are on autopilot. They, they don't take negativity and, you know, want to do something about it always. They, they want to think about it first. They want to, and, you know, sometimes they come to me later and say, you know, I remember, you know, when we had a meeting and you were discussing this, this, and this, and I wanted to, you know, bring that up again and, and find out what I can do to be better and, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But they take that time to process where sensitive people don't really take a whole lot of time. They immediately react. And so neither way is a bad way. I um, completely am identifying with a sensitive person. Uh, because the perfectionist in me finds a lot of sensitivity in my own traits. But then again, I have, you know, a, a hidden thick skin that a lot of people don't realize that I have. And that kind of goes back to that hustler mentality uh, as well. So I can identify with both. And, you know, and a lot of things that we learn in this podcast, a lot of the the subject matter that we go over and, and the education that we're, we're going through and the exercises that we're doing, I am pretty blessed that I can see things from different angles and perceive things in different ways and take them in different, from different shoes, you know, and understand what it is like to be the uh, person who's doing the talking and the person who's doing the listening at the same time. Uh, definitely an advantage when you're trying to uh, polish, you know, your character like I'm trying to do. So very in interesting. Number four is ask the four questions. So studies of effective learning and, you know, teaching has shown that learners want to know where they stand in regards to their work. Providing answers to the following four questions in a regular basis will help provide quality feedback. These four questions are also helpful when providing feedback to others when you're presenting. 
I also find that these four could be helpful in your personal life too, not just in work. And that is important to, uh, you know, specify in this podcast episode is that a lot of things that I talk about are on how to sharpen and polish your character from a personal perspective, because we all have different lives that we lead and we all have different things that we do with our time, right? And some of us love our jobs so much that they take up most of our time and we have only a little bit of the personal. And then some of us have all personal and just a touch of things that we consider, you know, actual outside of the housework and and things like that. So however your perception of it is, these four things will definitely help you along your way. Number one is what can the person that you're talking to do, right? Number two is what can't the person that you're talking to do? Number three is how does the person's work or whatever is happening in their personal life compare to that of others? And number four, how can the person do better? How can they be better, right? So I guess we're adding a fifth bonus question in there uh, because everybody, again, has different characteristics that make them stronger at certain things than others. And I think that it's probably really important to be cognizant of that as you're moving forward. Number five, feedback should reference a skill or specific knowledge. This is what rubrics become. Uh, and this is when rubrics become a useful tool Single point rubrics, for example, a rubric is an instrument to communicate expectations for an assignment and a useful way to provide effective feedback for learning. Effective rubrics provide people with very specific information about their performance compared to an established range of standards. For younger people, try highlighting rubric items that the person is meeting or trying to use in a sticker chart. So this is more for a work atmosphere or a school atmosphere, and I'm not sure exactly what a rubric is. I'm guessing it's some sort of identifying learning system, which is fine. Um, But I think that the main idea of this number five is, you know, take the... the previous conversations that you've had with people uh, and understand that that's what they like, what makes them tick. I uh, have a couple different people that I work with on a daily basis and I know how they think. I know what their expectation is and I try to exceed that expectation because I know uh, what their style is, what they prefer, how they prefer to see things, how they prefer things done. And so that allows me to be a little bit more creative and use a little bit more of, um, you know, my, my imagination to Uh, kind of elaborate some of the things that make them feel good, that make them learn better to, you know, be more inspired. Even if I am, you know, doing a project for someone that's above me or several positions above me, uh, they still like to be inspired. They still like to be motivated by things. And it is very rare, I find, that they are, you know, challenged when it comes to thinking outside the box. And I I have a really good way of thinking way outside the box. Sometimes I get the old cocked head where they don't understand what I'm saying. And sometimes they really identify and they are excited because they have, you know, those different ideas coming from all those different angles. And I handle it in such a way that if they identify with it, cool. If they don't, that's cool too, you know. 
Uh, and we've been able to make a lot of really great breakthroughs because of it. And that's, you know, not just work and personal life too. I am able to identify things that are working great, or maybe things aren't working so wonderful. And I can think of different ways that are uncommon to try to turn situations around to look at them through a different lens. And I think that that's just, you know, again, utilizing feedback as a reference tool for specific knowledge. And I think that specific knowledge is just monitoring how it's gone in the past or someone's specific learning style and what they can appreciate or, you know, exactly how they identify with something that you said or did in the past could really lay out the groundwork for how you're going to uh, put together something in the future, whether it be, you know, the plans that you're coming with your, with your kids sporting coach, you know, and, and, and putting together, you know, snack time or the schedule of the carpool or, you know, whether you're doing something for work or whether you're, you know, thinking of what has worked for your diet in the past. I mean, it could go any different way and you could be giving your own self the art of clarification, giving your own self the feedback, you know, in February of last year, I lost 17 pounds by following these macros and following this diet, doing this and counting this and journaling this. And, you know, if I capitalize on that and I do X, Y, Z this year, maybe I could even lose 20 pounds, you know, and that's a great point of reference for that. Number six is give feedback to keep people on target for achievement. Regular check-ins, let people know where they stand. Uh, you know, and you can utilize the four questions we just went over, right? So, you know, I check in on everybody. I check in on my dog groomer. I check in on my appointments that I have and make sure they're still happening. I check in on my bills and make sure that I'm still paying the cheapest amount that I possibly can for everything that I need to be conducive to the work at home environment. I check in on my different calendar, different reservations that I have. I'm, I'm constantly checking in with people who are, you know, working for me, working with me, my friends. Are we still going out on Saturday? Are we still doing this? Are we still doing that? Am I still bringing this? Um, and it's for further clarification on the things that I need. Maybe it's for the week or maybe it's for the month or, or six month period. Uh, just so that I can be as prepared as possible. And maybe even, again, capitalize on an idea and kind of just snowball it, you know, and, and make the most out of a situation. Number seven, host a one-on-one -on -one conference. Providing one-on-one -on -one meetings with people is the most effective means of providing any feedback or clarification that you may need. A person will look forward to having that attention and allow the opportunity to ask necessary questions. A one-on-one -on -one conference could be generally optimistic as this will encourage the person to look forward to the next meeting. As with all aspects, the strategy requires good time management. Try meeting with a person while the other people are working independently. Time and time the meetings so that they last no longer than 10 minutes. And I, I love one-on-one -on -one, uh, meetings. I have a million of them you know, every week. And people really appreciate you taking the time to find out where they're at, what they're doing, how they're doing. Um, you know, some of the greatest appointments that I've ever had have had one-on-ones where people show genuine, you know, interest in what was happening in my life. Um, the one-on-ones that I have with my team members is more than just, you know, what are you working on? What's happening? It is mostly about, you know, connecting with them and finding things in common 
with what's happening in my life, what's happening in their life, how I can identify, how I can uh, better advise them on how to be their best selves. I can identify what their goals are, what may be holding them back, the hurdles that they're facing, and I can try to analyze that and help them configure through that process. So it's definitely essential to, to helping with that. Number eight, feedback can be given verbally, non-verbally, or in a written form. You know, this is more work than home, I would say. Um, and I, I give feedback in all of those ways very often. Number nine, concentrate on one ability or skill. So it makes a far greater impact on the people that you're talking to when one skill is critiqued versus the entire uh, situation being the focus of everything that's wrong. And I can agree with that. You know, um, one thing at a time is is the best way. I've had both happen to me. I have had situations where I bombed something and someone take me aside and say, you know, Evelyn, you didn't do good on this, 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 and this. And I, you just feel defeated. And I've had situations where people that work with me uh, where they've had the same experience and they come to me and they're like, Ev, I, you know, this happened to me and I feel defeated. And then I, I have situations where everything was great except for this one thing. And when people come to me over it, you know, they'll be like, Evelyn, everything was wonderful. We just got to talk about this one item. And it's a hundred percent something that I was aware of the entire time. Right. And it's just like, you know, I know this is something that I need to work on. I think half the battle is recognizing that you have to work on it because a lot of people are in denial and then figuring out what you need to do to fix that and getting back up. And I talk about that a lot in this podcast because I think it's essential to any type of success that you will find in anything that you do is that you're not going to be perfect at everything. And some things are going to try a million times before you succeed. But the magic of it is that every time you try, you will learn something new. And you may not like it while it's happening, but the outcome is worth it. And so, yeah, I, I definitely prefer someone coming to me and giving me criticism on one thing rather than an entire list of things because then I just get lost and honestly, I don't know where to start. And it becomes very defeating. And I know that, like I said, that happens with not just me. I see that happen with several people uh, in both circumstances. So I can tell you from a place of experience that that is the absolute truth. Number 10, alternate due dates for your projects. That really doesn't affect, um, it does affect what I do 100%, but it doesn't because I don't dictate that um, at all. Number 11, educate people on how to give feedback to each other. I love this. Um, I encourage uh, open communication in any circle that I'm in, um, whether it is constructive or whether it's, again, ideas, creativity, people exercising their imagination. I think that some of the most successful leaders that we have in the world today are successful because they took that risk of looking of people looking at them like they were crazy when they brought ideas forward that nobody had thought of yet or maybe somebody thought of it and thought nah nobody will take me seriously if I say that or if I do that and that's how they became billionaires right and it, it's not something new it's been ha happening since the beginning of time uh, just here in Naples, uh, you know, there's there's these wealthy billionaire people that they don't even talk about, uh, you know, and 
they have invented things and it was something that people had thought of probably a million times but nobody ever wanted to put it in motion because they had this fear that people were going to think that they were crazy and so I definitely encourage everybody around me to you know challenge themselves to be as creative as they can you know um and give feedback to each other. It's really important. Number 12 is ask another adult to give feedback, right? Happens all the time. Number 13, have them take notes. I have have been incredibly teased because I bring a notebook everywhere with me. I, you know, everywhere in my work life, not in my personal life. I, um, I don't need a notebook for my personal life, but I, um, I challenge myself to take in as many lessons as possible and reference back things. And I uh, enjoy learning new things, but I I have to go over things several times before they can click, uh, you know, in a regular circumstance. If it's something that I'm passionate about, then no, I don't have to listen to it a million times. I don't have to read it a million times. I usually remember it on the first. But if it's something that, you know, I'm kind of interested in, but it's something that I've never really been good at and I've got to learn it, then yeah, I've got to take notes on every single thing that's coming out of the person who's teaching it to me's mouth. Like if I was listening to this podcast, I would be writing down every single thing that I hear. Not because you have to write anything down unless we're doing an exercise that you want to follow, of course. But I would be writing everything down because I would be like, oh my gosh, those those steps are really cool. I want to exercise this. I want to do this. I want to utilize this. And I would want to mark it off to remind myself, you know, about it because I I don't recollect smaller things like that. Not a memory thing, I don't think. I think it's a follow-up thing is what I, I feel, but um, I guess it's all perspective. Anyway, um, number 14 is use a notebook to keep track of progress. I do that every day. I've got 17 notebooks on my desk right now. Um, number 15, uh, have any comments that you have about anything returned, you know, to everybody in the beginning of the day. Um, you know, that gives everybody time to ask further questions or need that clarification from you or in life, in, you know, personal circumstances, have things done in the beginning of the week. That gives a full week for your plans to change, what you need to bring to the cookout on Saturday, what you, you know, are ordering. Maybe you're ordering a couple things or maybe it's Christmas or maybe you're planning a vacation and you want to give yourself as much flexibility as possible. And I think that in the art of clarification and feedback, it is important to understand that flexibility is of the essence because life is ever changing and you can't predict the weather really, you know, so you have to be prepared for all of these different nuances and different things that are going to come up at different times that are unexpected. And the longer you have to come to that realization, the better you put yourself, the better spot you put yourself in. So, um, Number 16 is um, use post-it notes, which when I was working in the office was crazy. I use post-it notes for everything. Now I use post-it notes for my affirmations, but I mostly have them on my phone and they go over, they go off every couple hours uh, just to say to myself or, you know, any spiritual things that I want to do or remind myself all of my full moons are programmed on my phone. Um, I use my Alexa constantly. She's my, she's my BFF. Uh, I program her to know everything that I have going on all the time. And that helps a lot too. Um, 17 is give genuine praise. I'm huge on this too. Um, 
you know, I love that, you know, letting somebody know all of the great things about what they're doing helps you to deliver criticism better and helps to uh, identify what ways they can take the criticism. Uh, and that, again, is personally and professionally. Uh, if you highlight on a regular basis all of the things that everybody in your life is doing great, then it makes it a lot easier to be heard when you have advice that you want to give about something that's not going so great. And I believe that that's the way that I perceive that given to me as well. Uh, when I am receiving, you know, good feedback about something that I'm doing, I, you know, am, I, I sleep better knowing that I'm doing a good job and that I have that security, right? In any aspect. Uh, but when I'm given constructive feedback, I immediately go into how can I be better mode? How can I do this better? How can I come back from this? How can I develop something that is conducive to my learning style to be able to climb up over and out of whatever this challenge may be? And, um, you know, I, I love compliments and great feedback. They keep my fire going. They, they, inspire me to do more. It's kind of like when you're losing weight, if you weigh yourself week after week and you're staying the same weight, you're going to be losing that willpower to say no to that piece of cake every time there's a birthday, which is every two days. You were strong, you were strong, you were strong, but you haven't lost any weight and it's been a month. So what are you getting out of it, right? So it makes your it makes it easier to talk yourself into saying, you know what, one piece of cake isn't going to be bad. And the next thing you know, you're saying, well, one meal, I mean, I had cake yesterday, so one meal isn't going to be that bad, you know, and I uh, I thought it was really cool. I, I saw on social media the other day, someone put a saying about, um, you know, uh, turning in your car because you had a flat tire, <laughs> something along those lines. And I thought that was so cool because it's so true, you know, and that's how it works when, when you know, you, you come to this spot, you know. Uh, where you're not seeing that many results and so you start to say that things are okay that, that usually are not in like the diet in the diet atmosphere and the next thing you know you're full-blown cheating on your diet for like three months and you've got to go back on it right and you've got to know that you could be faced with this challenge that a month later you could have lost nothing right um, and so you've got to give yourself that praise to keep your willpower strong and that's not just for weight loss that's in general that is the the epitome of keeping strong in any situation really is, you know, taking the good and understanding the bad uh, and being able to take it in and being okay with it. And then being able to get back up from the bad and say, this is how I'm going to do things differently. This is going to be how I tackle this going forward. And again, this affects me, uh, you know, and the way that I'm given feedback and the way that I take that feedback and what I do with it, as well as I'm learning on how to give others that feedback and have the best results as well. I think praise is a huge part of that. Um, you know, it's, it's worth its weight in gold to see the look on somebody's face when something they've worked so hard for is recognized and appreciated, genuinely appreciated. Uh, and again, that works personally and professionally. Uh, and when you have to give criticism for anything, it's taken so much better and with such a clear thought process in return.
Number 18 is using I noticed, you know, make an effort to notice people's behavior on an effort or task. Um, you know, again, that's any changes that anybody makes ever that's in, you know, and again, any changes that I make ever, you know, it's important that if they need to be noticed, that they are noticed and recognized or then I don't want to do them anymore, you know. Um, but if I know that it's worth it, I say a lot on this podcast, you know, if my listenership had, you know, plummeted down uh, after the first season, I would have called it a a wash and, you know, just been like, okay, you know what? I said that I was going to do it for a year. I did it for a year. I had a lot of listeners. It was awesome. It was a growth experience for me, you know, yada, yada, yada. But my listenership continued to raise throughout that entire period. And I started really getting quality feedback, quality listens, uh, you know, really started to feel the impact of not only polishing myself and becoming my best self as, you know, the evolvement is continuing, but that, you know, underlying message of being able to help others and that feeling at twice a week of knowing that whoever listened may have gotten something out of what I was saying. And, you know, I always say if I could help one person and that is an achievement, that is the win that I was looking for, you know. And so I ended up continuing and, and decided that I would continue it until I, you know, until people aren't interested anymore. And it has been, you know, just an increase in listenership ever since I decided to make that decision. And for that, I feel that it's every bit as worth it to go on to continue the journey, you know, but it's all about noticing, you know, who's in it to win it, who's falling off the wayside, who's sticking with you, who is, you know, over it, what content is working, what content is not working, you know, what subject matter do people most identify with? You know, I did an episode and I talk about this a lot, actually. I did an episode in the first season about parallel universes and different dimensions. And it stemmed from a YouTube video that I had seen about, it was a physicist, and he was talking about different dimensions and how he is sure, beyond 100% of a doubt, that we have different dimensions and that it's been proven time and time again that there could be a billion of you just leading different versions of the life that you're living and that is the reason why people see ghosts and that is why you know or they think that they see ghosts or apparitions or you know whatever because there is actually a very thin veil between you and one of your billion lives that you're living right it gets very deep it goes down a wormhole but i decided to put the actual history channel research on the podcast episode took a risk a copyright risk but I did it and it worked out and I got so many listens to that episode it was crazy and you know I wanted to follow up on the on the episode and and go a little bit further but I never thought in a million years when I recorded that episode that anybody would listen to it at all and the people who did listen to it I had to warn people first like I felt the need to warn people like hey this is going to be a little weird for you or if this isn't something that you're into then I totally get it I'm not going to be offended you know and here out of all of the episodes, and I mean, I've had a couple successful ones that have reached out and bit me, like the variations one that I was talking about in, uh, you know, the other episode, um, you know, and that was one of them that I did not think, 
you know, people were going to identify with and everybody loved it. And, you know, I even told like some of the most smartest, successful people that I know that listen to this podcast regularly. I even told them and even they loved it. So, I mean, or, or you know, a couple of them did. I don't know if all of them did. And so, I mean, that just blew me away. So, you know, just make sure that uh, you you make an effort to notice behavior around you. Uh, number 19 is provide a model or example. I do this often too. I say this was the cause and this was the effect. I know that I talk about that often um, because that's how I like to learn and I need to know what's going to happen with the decisions that are being made on what I'm being taught. And that is the clarification feedback that I need uh, that helps me move forward. Because if you don't tell me how something is going to work out, then I'm going to wing it and I'm going to try a million other different ways that maybe you like, maybe you won't like, maybe it's out too outside the box for you, or maybe it's just what you're looking for because everybody has always told you this is how we've always done it. And, you know, when you're stuck in this, this is how we've always done it cycle, sometimes this is how we've always done it is not quite conducive to, you know, being the innovative groundbreaker that you're looking for, you know? Uh, And so when I don't get that, you know, flashing red flag, I go crazy and I say, okay, let's look at it from this perspective. Oh, have you looked at it from this perspective? Okay, that's great. Uh, How about we look at it from this angle? What are the advantages to this? What are the disadvantages to this? What are our losses here? What are our gains here? And I kind of just throw a bunch of braids in there. And, you know, sometimes it works out in my favor and sometimes it's looked over and that's perfectly fine uh, because it's just the way my mind works, right? But everybody's mind works differently. And taking that feedback into consideration is very important when you understand your audience. Models or examples. And number 20, and finally, invite people to give you feedback. I remember a couple uh, a couple years ago, instead of us reviewing the team, we had asked the team to review us. And I learned a ton of things about myself. Um, you know, one of the things that was said about me was that I would put projects on the table without offering the tools needed to succeed. And it was such a wonderful piece of criticism that now I go over the top with the tools that are necessary to con- to succeed. I will ask my team over and over and over again and even ask the people in my personal life, like, do you have the tools from me that you need to push this through? Do you have all of, do you feel like you have a foundation built for what you're trying to jump off of here? Do you feel like you have a good chance of getting to the goal that we're trying to reach or you know if it's my personal life obviously I'm not going to be talking that way I'll you know say you know what are the chances of this getting done by this time if not you know I'm going to have to change my schedule around and then I'll be around to be able to do it you know or you know how are things going for Friday do we have everything that we need if not I can stop by the store I have a couple extra minutes I'll be able to do you know yada 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 But that communication is so necessary. And, you know, having feedback working in both directions is also a key. Um, But anyway, I've gone over so much time today. If you have listened this entire episode through, thank you so much for sticking with me. I hope that you have learned something about feedback and clarification and, you know, coming to um, coming to 
realization about the different lenses and perception that can be had when having conversations and trying to reach goals, whether it be personally or professionally. I know that a lot of the content from today's episode fell into a a more professional atmosphere, but I really related it to, you know, both uh, because I know how I perceive, uh, you know, different feedback. And, you know, I know that it goes from a spectrum of sensitive to thick skinned, uh, depending on the content. And so it was very important with, you know, the leadership course that I'm taking that I go further, take it a, a couple of steps further and understand where the origins lie. So thank you so much again for joining me. Uh, again, every episode is, uh, 8 AM on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And uh, we do have a book series that is either going on right now or about to start, and it's called The Untethered Soul. It's uh, not, you know, thoroughly related to the podcast episodes in their essence, but uh, they do have some subliminal references uh, that are tied in there. And I I believe that everybody who listens to this will enjoy it. Um, But at any rate, if you only have so much time in the day, which most of us do, I don't blame you for not listening to the book. It's just for fun. Um, But please come and listen to the podcast episodes and share it with your family and friends. And come and be my friend on my Life Over Matter podcast page on Instagram. I'm always trying to motivate and inspire everybody. And uh, I share a little bit of my life on there too. So I look forward to seeing you either way. Until then, I hope that you have a wonderful morning, a great afternoon, and a good night.